Hey, I'm Carlos Prieto, longtime producer of Politico Energy. Throughout this week, I'm re-upping some of my favorite episodes from this year. Today, Politico's Annie Snyder and Anthony Adragna talk about the Western mega drought. We'll be back with new episodes in the new year. Happy holidays and talk to you soon. Across the American West, there is a drought so vast it stretches from fire-ravaged California to drying lakes, rivers, and wells in Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and Nevada. We are looking across the broad swath of the West as probably the worst drought in at least two decades, Um, and that is speaking sort of across the West. I'm standing currently 40 feet underwater or should be standing 40 feet underwater. Governor Gavin Newsom declared a drought emergency from a cracked lake bed in April. The hots are getting hotter, the dries are getting drier. California is looking really dire right now. Uh, And the Colorado River Basin, some scientists are starting to call what's happening there a mega drought. This landscape screams problems to me. I mean, just look at the bathtub rings. To me, that is an enormous wake-up call. For the past two decades, they've been in drought. It's the worst drought on record in the Colorado River Basin, you know, going back probably 1,200 years. Since 2000, Lake Mead has dropped 130 feet. That's hard to imagine, but picture a 13-story building on top of my head, and way up there, that's where the water used to be. You know, beyond that, it's hard to even say, right? So there are 12 states across the West that are almost entirely in drought. So all or almost all of 12 states across the West right now are in drought. Like most surrounding states, about 80% of New Mexico is under extreme drought, part of what scientists now consider a mega drought brought on by the changing climate. Really a dire situation, and in parts of the area, it is seen as, you know, really a trend towards aridification, the expanse of of the arid desert climate. I'm Anthony Adragna. This is Politico Energy. And today, Politico's Annie Snyder on the massive droughts in the West and why America's cities and agriculture will feel the effects for a long, long time. Give us some history here. Just how common are droughts in this part of the country? You know, the West as a whole is definitely different from east of the Mississippi. They don't experience rain the way that those of us on the East Coast do. But there have been cycles and, you know, they can they can expect rain, you know, at specific times of year that we are frankly not seeing it to the same degree now as we have in the past. So when we think of sort of the arid West, you kind of think of maybe Las Vegas or Arizona where there's rain, you know, a couple days a year, a few days a year. But much of the West, that's not not the way it looks. And, and then think about the Pacific Northwest. They are facing a pretty severe drought right now as well. That area is, is much of it is very wet. Along the banks of the Blue River in Summit County. There's a lot of exposed rocks. State Water Commissioner Troy Wineland's used to seeing water levels drop in the fall, but he's not used to seeing water this low. When you have these below average years, that's where it really shows you know, just how much we're hurting. So the other thing that's happening in the West right now is extreme heat temperatures. You know, we've, we've seen and heard the stories about the mercury, you know, cracking 115 degrees in parts of Arizona and Nevada in recent days. The, the temperatures out there are just extreme right now, and that has major implications for water. It dries out the soil. soil. When soil moisture decreases, that worsens drought. It also, you know, increases the risk for, for wildfire. 
So the Colorado River Basin is very well studied. Um, and some recent research has, has shown that over the past two decades, flows shrank nearly 20%, uh, and that for roughly every one degree Celsius of temperature increase, flows on the Colorado River decrease more than 9%. For the first time ever, the federal government is expected to declare a water shortage on the lower Colorado River later this summer. That will force automatic cuts to the water supply for Nevada and Arizona starting in 2022. Now, the Colorado River serves 40 million people across seven states and northern Mexico. Um, what happens there is of, you know, huge political and practical importance. Um, and it is it is an area where, you know, we are seeing real problems pretty clearly linked with temperature increases and climate change. And, you know, the states in that basin, you know, it's a it's a purple basin, right? There's some pretty Red states, there's some pretty blue states there, but the the states and the governors pretty much uh, unanimously understand that something is happening there and it's not going to change. So how is this impacting cities and communities and, and where is it doing so? When you own a piece of land, as long as my family's on this, I mean, they literally came in a covered wagon. Everything here they built. They developed every water source, dug every well, built every fence. So you don't want to be the generation that loses it. The agricultural impacts are pretty clear, right? So we're seeing farmers across the West uh, that are in areas that are hit by drought selling off animals and following field. In California, there's debate over rationing tap water um, and fish are, you know, extremely sensitive to temperature, particularly the salmon and the sucker fish. To save the species, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife has launched a massive operation. This is pretty incredible. What you're looking at is nearly 700 thousand juvenile salmon being sucked up this tube and put into one of seven tankers with rivers so low this is what migration looks like so we're seeing you know incredible implications for species for tribes for agriculture and it's really becoming a you know a political challenge for local authorities and for the federal government annie what what do you think are kind of the worst case scenarios here could we ever envision a scenario where a major u.s city didn't have access to water because it had dried up? So, like I said, the Colorado River, I think, is a good place to answer this question because they've been anticipating and thinking about this. And it's an area that is, you know, facing very extreme water stress and is expected to face even more extreme water stress. Um, and I think that there there is a real risk of that if we don't act quickly and proportionately, if that makes sense. So on the Colorado River, there are these two main reservoirs, Lake Mead and Lake Powell. Lake Mead just recently registered its lowest level since the Hoover Dam was built in the 1930s. That, you know, reservoir supplies Las Vegas and Phoenix and to a certain extent Tucson and San Diego. So I think, you know, there there is a real risk. You know, um, National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy raised real concerns about the viability of long-term supplies in the West. But I think that that is probably as much about trying to trying to um, light the fire under people to, to start planning and getting very serious about what the strategy is going to be for dealing with this as it is about a genuine concern that, that we're going to run out of water tomorrow. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morning energy. And for your dose of politics and the ins and outs of Washington, join Raghu Manavalan every morning at the Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. In five minutes, Raghu will get you up to speed with what's really going on in the nation's capital. I'm Anthony Dragnet, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.